Kindling Helpline is brought to you by 13Sick, National Home Doctor Service. 13Sick is Australia's largest network of home visiting doctors. So, if you need urgent medical care but your GP is closed, make the call to 13Sick. Mother craft nurse Chris Minogue is in the studio. She has over 30 years experience helping families with their babies and children and it's what she does every day. It's hands-on experience that we're talking about here. So she's in the studio right now just to answer your questions. So if you have anything going on, it might be some problems with sleeping techniques, it might be issues with solids. Come on, with children, there's always something, right? <laughs> Give us a call. It's 1-800-543-772 or you can text us on 0437-665-200. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I should also mention, of course, that um, Chris is an author. She's got a book called Bringing Baby Home. So you can also get tips there. But this is your chance to speak to the woman herself. <laughs> um, let's start. We've got a few emails and texts today, Chris. Sure. This one's from Michelle, who has a 10 month old. Yep. I would really love some tips to help myself and my child's other carers. I think it's a dad, grandma and occasional care teachers to find new ways to settle my beautiful 10 month old boy to sleep for naps and nighttime. He's my second child and due to many changes in our family circumstances over the course of his short life, we've moved house three times, renovating the family home, hospital admissions for him, he hasn't had much routine. At the moment, he's either breastfed or pushed in the pram to sleep. He tends to scream, and that's in capitals, (laughs) when put in his cot, seriously screaming with tears. He seems rather distressed. So we revert to the way that works. He doesn't like to be rocked so much or patted. His body goes very tense and back arches as he screams. Oh, dear. So this is quite a common um, problem. You you hear this a lot, in especially in that age group, especially the back arching and the screaming, obviously. They're very loud and they can scream for a long time. But when we have something like as slightly chaotic, he's had lots of changes, he's had some hospital experience, he's got three different carers or maybe even four different carers, the thing is to keep everybody on the same page. So write the rhythm of his day down so that everybody, daycare, home, everyone is doing the same thing because that helps him regulate and that helps him to adjust to something new like teaching him to self-settle much easier. So I would spend a couple of days, everybody doing the same thing. So for a 10-month-old, they usually have three milk feeds, three meals and two sleeps, usually one in the morning, one in the afternoon, and they're awake for about three-ish hours before they need to go to sleep. So write yourself up a rhythm get everybody on the same page. While you're doing that for a week, just continue doing the settling the way you are. So once you feel much more consistent in your behaviour around him, then try and help him to self-settle by doing exactly the same thing. He knows rhythmic movement to go to sleep. So usually what I would do with him is take him into his room. The room is nice and light at that point. Change his nappy, maybe put him into a sleeping bag if that's where you're at. And then I would actually cuddle him till he's nice and calm and relaxed. Maybe even gently swaying, giving him the same feeling as if he was in the pram. And then when you put him down into his bed, I put my hands on him and try and gently sway him. Sometimes if they're on their side, that's a gentle pat. Okay. If he arches, throws himself about, carries on a little bit, I'd walk out, give him a couple of minutes to see if he could settle, two, three, four minutes, whatever he can handle, go back in, 
pick him up, give him a cuddle till he calms down, put him back down, and then rock pat until you can get him to accept him going to sleep in the bed. This, with a 10-month-old, it's going to take you about five days to do. So we do need consistency from everybody to help him understand that there's a change in the way that he perceives himself going to sleep. So just to recap, um, write up a routine. Yep. Um, get everybody on board with the routine. Everybody on board. And if they can start with this, with the way they're settling him now, whether yep. it's feeding or rocking. <coughs> me, rocking, and then once that is set in, yeah. and he's used to that from everyone, that's when you can start trying the cot. Absolutely, because yeah. obviously it's a very big deal to teach him to self-settle on his own. So we need everything else in place. We ne- he needs his feeds consistently. He needs um, his, dr- his meals consistently. He needs the same rhythm in the awake time. And then you go, right, now I'm going to spend a few days teaching you to self-settle, starting with what he knows and gently putting him in the cot, then leaving it for longer and longer until he can accept you patting or rocking, as in body rocking him, to help him calm down so he can go to sleep. It's not an easy one. Set yourself little goals, you know, one week for just getting the rhythm, one week for trying to self-settle him and see how far. He's amazing. He can learn very quickly and he can turn himself around. It usually takes three to five days, but it takes consistency. Good luck with that, Michelle. And please feel free to give us a call. The number is one eight hundred five four three double seven two. After you try um, what Chris has suggested, if you need any more tips or advice, depending on how it goes, please give us a call back. Fine tuning, that's the word. Um, we have Laura on the phone now, Chris. Laura has a toddler and a newborn, and she needs some advice for toddler sleep routines. Hi, Laura. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. I'm great. Thank you so much. Um, Hi. I uh, just Hi. want to also say thanks for the program and thanks for your book, Chris. It's been really helpful. A reminder oh, for my newborn sleep. Pleasure. It's been great. Um, my delightful two-and-a-bit-year-old has yep. never been a good sleeper. We went to sleep school three times with her. <laughs> she still fights naps constantly. Yep. Um, and before, I was happy to just sit with her at night till she'd fall asleep, and, but it can take a couple of hours. And during the day, she's just fighting naps even more. And I'm finding it really difficult to juggle with a newborn. So I'm just wondering what your general advice would be, whether she's still, she seems to still need a sleep in the day. Um, And she's just going to bed later and later at night. That's right. um, So she goes to bed later and later for two reasons. One, the sleep she has in the day. And the other one is the more overtired she gets, the more she pushes the boundary. So is is she close to two and a half, Laura? Uh, she's turned Feb, so what are we? Feb, March, April, May, June. Two and four months-ish, nearly, yeah. but not quite. So usually the earliest I like them to drop asleep without them getting so ratty at the end of the day you can't cope with them is about two yeah. and a half. So you've got a couple, you've got a couple little more months to go. I would yeah. probably only give her about an hour's sleep and ideally okay. you want to give it between one and two. Because at yep. this age, they need five and a half hours from when they wake up to when they're tired enough to go to bed happily. So if she got up at two, yeah. that would put her down at 7.30, which is reasonable for her age. So the yep. first thing, okay. we get that rhythm going. And mm-hmm. then once you've got the rhythm going, and she's obviously had a history of not sleeping well, so she'll probably do much, much better when we can give up a day sleep altogether. But she's just a little tad bit young. I think you'd get lots of tantrums. 
from her. Oh, we do anyway. <laughs> well, I suppose there's that way of looking at it, but it'd be horrendous. Yeah. So uh, yeah. when you go to put her to bed at night, how do you put her to bed? Um, we have a routine, which we've been doing for a while, you know, um, but, um, sorry, pyjamas, books, cuddles, um, it's time for bed now, but um, we sit with her and often just being there is enough for her to fall asleep. And um, how long does that take? Uh, hours, two, oh. sometimes three hours. Okay, so and what crazy. time does she generally have her sleep in the day? Um, we try and we have noticed that she needs that big gap, so we've yeah. tried to get her down by kind of one or two, but often it'll be much later in the day, and then of course she's up till later. So, yeah, so uh, the first yeah. thing we're going to do is be kind to everyone and calculate your five and a half hours from when she gets up. So yeah. if she goes down at 2.30 yeah. and gets up at 3.30, she isn't actually going to go to bed till 9.00. So that no. <laughs> that decreases all the... I do wonder whether she could almost cope with not having a sleep if it's pushing out that far. And w- yeah. what you do is you do what I t- call the interim sleep. It's like a nap. So in the car mm-hmm. every day, she just has 20 yep. or 40 minutes sleep, but it's not enough to get her in a deep sleep, but it's enough to get her through the day. Get her through. Yeah, and then she might go to sleep a little easier. Um, what I do in, in terms of you sitting at the end of the bed is we usually say to her, I'm sitting here, I'm just going to sit here for, you know, three minutes or five minutes. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going out, but I will come back in three minutes. Give her really small windows, and as she can yep. tolerate you being out, extend the windows so that you're not sitting for very long in the end. Mm-hmm. But make sure, and this is across the board, if you've said you're coming back in three minutes, come back in three minutes. Yep. The other thing to do with her age group that might help her relax is to maybe put a very soft audio book on. Um, mm-hmm. Or if that's too stimulating, try the music. So as you... We put on um, the Kindling Overnight music and that's really yeah. lovely for her. Okay, so um, you already do that one. Yeah. So try yeah. a very um, calming audio book to start with as if it was part of the story. So you read one story, she listens to one story. That might help her to learn to relax in her bed. Something like okay. um, Stephen Fryer reads um, Winnie the Pooh. So it's very yeah. rhythmic. And just mm-hmm. let her listen to that for five minutes before you go back okay. in. And that will help. You can extend that and that will help yep. her to relax and go to sleep in her bed. And then lots okay. of self-praise for when she does it. Okay, great. And sorry, in the day, yep. she will often tantrum and fight, you know, go to sleep. an hour. Yep. Um, yeah, so do you think if we've missed that window of her having a good sleep, we should just write it out for the rest of the yes. day or we should keep assisting? Write it out for the rest of the day, but put her to sleep at 6.30. So bring her whole okay. day forward, bring her dinner forward, yep. her bath forward, this routine and put her to bed at 6.30 and then she'll get, overall, she'll get more sleep. Okay, all okay. right, give that a go. Thank you so much. Our pleasure, good Laura. Good luck, Laura. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> You're listening to Kindling Helpline with Mothercraft Nurse Chris Minogue. The number to call is 1-800-KIDS-RADIO. We've got an email from Belinda who has um, a four-year-old and a one-year-old. So she has a four-year-old boy and she's fostering a 12-month-old boy. They got on beautifully until the baby started crawling and now (laughs) the baby continually grabs whatever the four-year-old is playing with as well as pulling his hair or clothes. (laughs) The four-year-old is getting understandably more and more frustrated as he wants to be a loving big brother, but even if he tries to kiss the baby, he gets scratched or his hair pulled. 
I'm sure the baby is just trying to play or be affectionate too, but hasn't learnt how yet. I feel a bit sad that a potentially lovely brotherhood is being jeopardised by the baby being too rough, and I'm not sure how to manage it. Separating them is not an option as the problem is constant. Okay, so separation is actually an option, and you just probably need to see how that would work. So there's two things you do here. You've got to give your little four-year-old a chance to have some time where he can play comfortably on his own. And so that could be that things like if he's got a big Thomas the Tank Engine train set, it gets set up in his room. You can put a baby gate on it so he's not locked into the room. But it's somewhere safe that he can play safely with his toys, his Lego, those types of things. Um, Weirdly, also a playpen. Put him in the play, the four-year-old in the playpen. If you put the one-year-old in there, he'll scream and yell. So the other thing to do, so that gives our little four-year-old some space. He needs that space, otherwise he's going to lash out at the baby and then he's going to get into trouble for doing that. In the flip side, you need to do positive play together. So things that they can do together, it might be uh, water play outside, it's a bit cold for that, but might do water play outside, it might be um, stacking blocks where um, the older child's helping the younger child to stack his blocks and knock them down and then stack the blocks, those wooden boxes. So we're doing play together, even having the one-year-old sit between your legs while you read and when he goes to, to to go for the little four-year-old, you just gently bring his hand down. So lots of that distractive behaviour to teach them to be in the space together. I suspect the four-year-old has very fascinating toys that a one-year-old would love. (laughs) So we've got to provide that space. And remember, this is just a really short space of time. And when that little baby, that one-year-old, is an 18-month-old and a two-year-old, they'll be able to communicate together and play much better. So do give our four-year-old a little space and a little time where he feels that he can play because otherwise he will lash out. And if it's any um, consolation, Belinda, as my kids got older, even though they still fight, the little one always follows the older one. Yes, so it's, that's it's, right. They've got, their, they've got a love-hate relationship. Yeah, they love to hate each other. Exactly, yeah, true. <laughs> that's but there, right. there are moments. There are moments when they're really sweet and they play together. Yeah. Um, so good luck with that, Belinda. And please call us. The number's 1-800-543-772 if you um, have further fine-tuning you'd like to do with Chris next week at midday. Uh, we have an SMS from Nancy who has a five-and-a-half-month-old only sleeping 10 to 20 minutes in day naps. How can she extend those naps? He's screaming and not resettling. He sleeps from 7pm till 7am overnight with two breastfeeds and has started solids. Okay. So there's a whole lot going on in this, but I think the initial thing you're asking is to extend the sleep. So... Try and um, just on your two feeds overnight, try and bring one of them back to one feed overnight because he won't feed properly in the day off two feeds and then you have a separate problem. To extend sleep at this age group and lots and lots of babies between three months and five months have to learn to extend. One, um, we try for two sleeps in the day in their bed and giving him a chance to extend because sometimes we're really busy and they're not going to extend if there's a lot of... um, stimulation going on around them. When you pop them into their bed, um, make sure the room is calm, quiet and dimly lit uh, so that 
that helps put him to bed. And obviously that's not too hard. But I would say that it's got something to do with how he goes to bed. So the optimal way is to put him down awake and then help him go to sleep. So putting him down awake, giving him a few minutes to try and go to sleep, go back and either pat, you know, rock, tap, um, any of those things till he's calm and quiet and leave because settling and resettling are the same things. So when it comes to the resettle and he wakes up, you give him a few minutes, you go in, you continue to do a bit of patting and rocking. You've got to have the right time frame. So a five and a half, was mm-hmm. he five and a half? Those babies are usually awake for about an hour and three quarters to two hours. So sometimes if we extend too far, too far past their time limit, they're overtired and that makes it much, much harder. So spend a few days just getting the rhythm in place, then spend three to five days trying to get a morning sleep and an afternoon sleep where he may resettle. So even if you go from 20 minute to 40, 40, 45, which is common, and then that extends out to an hour, an hour and a half. So this is going to take time and patience, but it's worth the effort because he will remember how to do it long term. Something that always confused me when my children were going through that catnapping phase was when you resettle, how long do you stay? Uh, How long do you resettle for? Yeah, so let's say he sleeps for 30 minutes. Yeah. You resettle them for 30 minutes. Do you just keep going or after that 30 minutes do you go, I usually um, go for the length of time and the sleep that I want. So okay. if, if it's at an age group where you might only need an hour's sleep in the morning and he's done that, exactly what you said, five minutes to go to sleep, 30 minutes sleep, I will only try till the end of that sleep phase. So um, let's say that five and a half month old, he'd probably have a morning sleep of about an hour and a quarter to an hour and a half, an afternoon sleep of maybe an hour and a half to two, depending on where the other sleep falls. Um, so I usually work within that time frame. But it depends also on how much, how long you've been doing this. So some people, I have to start with little windows of 20 minutes um, and some might even be 15 minutes. And as they gain their confidence in resettling, they can go. In fact, as I was driving here, one lady rang me who on Friday thought it would never work. And she was really consistent for five days. She rang me this morning. He slept for two and a half hours every afternoon since and partly, as I said to her, she sort of said to herself, you know what, I'm going to step back and let you sort this out a little bit. I've been here helping you. And she said it was amazing. She stepped back. She was in the room. He was crying. And then he sort of started to self-settle. You need those stories. Yeah, the you do. You stories need, where you it need to know there's, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> it certainly is. Um, listen, we have one question that we won't have time for today. Michelle, if you're listening, we will get to this question next week. So please do tune in again then. Chris, thank you so much for your time today. It's an absolute pleasure. That's Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue. She'll be back next week from midday answering your questions. As I mentioned earlier, she's also also an author. Her book is called Bringing Baby Home. Kindling Helpline is brought to you by 136 National Home Doctor Service. If you or a loved one needs urgent medical care but your GP is closed, make the call to 136. That's 137425 for a bulk build after hours doctor home visit. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.